comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Welcome to Blind Buy a Bargain Bin Adventure. I'm your host, Jesse, the Clairvoyant. Bloody Brody will join me shortly. Blind Buy is a podcast where I went to a discount store and picked up a bunch of assorted movies from bargain bins without examining their contents. Now I'm going to review those movies and then give them to you. For details on how to enter the contest to win, visit our Twitter at blindbuy or facebook.com slash blindbuypodcast. action? Do you crave adventure and romance? Are you a fan of Edgar Allan Poe? Then this movie just might be for you. Let's take a look at what we're dealing with. Have you ever been using another leading podcast and then this happens? Oops. That's why I use Blind Buy a Bargain Bin Adventure. With just enough The Clairvoyant and Bloody Brody, and now with added Sinbad of the Seven Seas and Mr. Universe, you can make sure this... never happens again. Welcome to Blind Buy a Bargain Bin Adventure. That's a lot of bees. I'm The Clairvoyant, and I'm joined here, of course, by Bloody Brody. That's also a lot of bees. In the trap. Uh, we are joined here by a very special guest who's not that special. You all know him. He's Mr. Universe from the Who? Universe podcast. Who is it? Who's the guest? I missed it. Uh, he is Mr. Universe. Mr. Uh, like from the Mr. Universe pageant? Yeah, like the person that was crowned incorrectly. Oh, Mr. Philippines. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Mr. Universe, how are you? I'm nifty. Real raw. So you, aside oh, from not. a cameo on this show briefly mm -hmm. uh, late last year, you haven't really podcasted for a while. No, I've been a ghost in the podcasting scene. You've been, a, you've I, been ghosting. I just want to say that we don't say raw on this podcast. <laughs> no, I, it's because you haven't had me yet. No, no, no. We censor it. All those, all those censors were not swears. <laughs> It's just Brody saying raw over and over. <laughs> and Rob saying raw. <laughs> Chanting it. So, uh, you though you've been ghosting because you recently had a son, uh, you, you do have a podcast, the Weedinverse podcast. Which one's that? Uh, I, I can't remember. It's been so long. Refresh my memory as to what you talk about on that show and who your co-host is. The Weedinverse 
talk about the Whedon verse. Buffy is our current focus. We threw the comics in there, but some idiot dropped the ball. Um, but Buffy and the Buffy comics, g- moving into Angel soon, and then Dollhouse, Firefly, the works. Not in that particular order. Does it go to Marvel too? And my co-host is the clairvoyant. This is Woo! this is his uh, head project. Other project, yeah. And uh, so I hear uh, that you have a big announcement regarding the Whedonverse podcast. Do I? When are we coming back? <laughs> um, I saw that one coming. He had that planned out for like a week. When are we coming back? I don't know. When do you, when do you want to come back? Uh, we will come back soon. We are on hiatus currently, if you've been uh, list, looking out for us, because uh, Mr. Universe did have a, a new baby. But we will be back soon, hopefully. Uh, you know, uh, we. I, I aside from this, I don't do anything with my life. And aside from taking care of another living human being, Mr. Universe doesn't do anything with his life. So hopefully hey. we will back soon. So this movie, how does this movie start? So this movie, the movie we did we reviewed today, is Sinbad, or the movie we haven't reviewed but are just about to review, is Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Not to be confused with Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas, 2003 Brad Pitt animated movie with Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, no, this is quite different. It's Sinbad of the Seven Seas. It's from 1989, but you could have fooled me. Really? This what? movie looks a lot older than 1989. Oh. I, yeah. Now, this movie actually starts, I don't know if you saw this clairvoyant watching it online. Uh, did you? I don't know. On the DVD, you pop this movie, first thing you see is, dun, 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 you wouldn't steal a car. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and that was beautiful. The music, is it one of those you wouldn't download a car? Yes. I would download a car if possible. I would if I could. The music in that commercial is pirated. That's fantastic. Fun fact. The irony is staggering. <laughs> Isn't it irony? Holy sh... What? What's that? <laughs> I was singing. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie starts with... Uh, and this is when I realized I was going to love this movie. Because <laughs> it started with a tribute to Edgar Allan Poe over 80 synth music. <laughs> that Actually, wait, let's go back a bit. Because I, wanna, I wanted to call out this. This movie, when you get to the menu screen, it's got four bullets. Play movie, scene selection, subtitles, and then one for its own trailer. That's true. <laughs> and we were like, what trailer is that? Is that a trailer for different? We clicked it. It's the trailer for the goddamn movie you're about to watch. It's important to know what you're getting. And we didn't watch it. We were like, that's ridiculous. We started it. We started and it. you're like, keep it going. And I'm like, okay. I. What was your first impression of the movie? First, well, the first impression, the like, first thing I saw, was, like from the first, like the first thing I saw minutes. was a tribute to Edgar Allan Poe over eighty synth music. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that scene. Happened. And now the, this is when I realized I love the movie, not just because of that, which has no bearing on anything. It claims that this movie is based on it. Well, it says, "Hey, Edgar Allan Poe wrote a lot of horror horror shorts." But he also wrote some sci-fi shorts, and the most popular one, not true, is The Thousand and Second Tale of Scheherazade, which this movie is based off of. Also not true. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was based off of it, but I I started watching this movie last night. As soon as I saw that, I paused it and I decided I was going to read The Thousand and Second Tale of Scheherazade. It's a short story. What could it hurt? 
So here's here's the thousand second tale of Scheherazade. I'm not going to read it, obviously. I'm going to summarize it for you, and then we're going to delve into the movie and we can see how it compares. So in Middle Eastern lore, uh, there is a book compilation story called Arabian Nights or A Thousand and One Nights, uh, which you've probably heard of. Arabian Nights. Yeah. Exactly. And Arabian Nights. That's the Aladdin theme song for the animated series. Uh, I think it's also in the movie. Anyway, so this this story is basically the king decides, or the sultan, or the caliph, the caliph decides that you know that all women are unfaithful, and so he has his wife hanged, and then every night after that he has a new woman. He sleeps with a new woman, and then the following morning he has her hanged every night. Well, then he's unfaithful. <laughs> he just I doesn't. Say that. He doesn't like women, and so well, the... he likes women. Doesn't like them alive. He just doesn't like their personalities. <laughs> and so he's a vizier. Uh, you know, they're the king's, basically the king's. Up, up, what are they called? The people Court advisor. Wizard. He's an advisor. Uh, his his daughter is crafty and she's like i got a plan and so she tells the king hey if you marry me you know i'll restore your kingdom to its former glory all that and so he marries her and then the next morning he's planning to kill her uh you like all his other women and so she starts telling a story to her sister uh the story of sinbad uh actually it's a compilation so it goes through the story you know sinbad it goes through the story of alibaba and the 40 thieves and so she you know she tells this tale and it's so interesting to the king that he doesn't kill her and you know he wants to hear the story the next night too he wants to hear how it ends and this goes on for a thousand and one nights until i believe the king just forgets that she was ever he was ever going to hang her and well if you're telling a story for three straight years then yeah (laughs) you're gonna forget and uh so but that is not you know, and I could kind of see how they could say that's you know what this movie was based on. That is not the Edgar Allan Poe short story. The Edgar Allan Poe short story is the thousand and second tale of Scheherazade, who is the the vizier's daughter, uh, and basically it's the sa- thousand and, it's the lost tales of the thousand and second night, where he wants to hear how the story ends. So she starts just talking about these wondrous beasts and these and these wonders. And she's basically describing steamboats and she's describing oil drills and things that won't exist for like, you know, thousands of years. And then he just, the king just says like, that's dumb. That doesn't make any sense. Wait, wasn't I going to kill you? And then he hangs her. That is the Edgar Allan Poe story that this claims to be based off of. Well, of course, Edgar Allan Poe adds that in. But I have a question. So the the actual the king that's hanging all his rods that was he real or is that just another story? Um, I I believe he's based off a real person. I don't know if that actually happened. I don't think so. King Henry. Now I don't know about y'all, but this really ruins my this movie. I feel like I taint, it tainted Edgar Allan Poe for me forever. I feel like I see this movie, and I think he had something to do with that. He is like I feel the like they, Nevermore. Like, it's done. It's ruined in my mind. I feel like they read that short story. They saw the name Sinbad, yeah. and they assumed that he came up with Sinbad, 
they devise this weird sprawling tale involving this character, and they're like, well, we better give props to him for coming up with the guy name, at least. Sinbad has been around since the 1600s. It's a Baghdad, like, folktale, and he's had, like, a billion iterations. Yeah. So this is this is just ridiculous. Yeah. I, I, um, it was funny, because the second the movie starts, and you see Edgar Allan Poe's face... <laughs> And, like, the scrolling biography of him. And it was like, what am I... Is this the right movie? I was so confused and uh, kind of a little scared. Yeah, and then it says, you know, like, she told many stories of Sinbad's continued adventures. And this is it. <laughs> so do you think... Lou Ferrigno in an so... Enzo G. Castellari film. Sinbad of the Seven Seas. Now, one of the cast members, when it's scrolling all the cast members' names on the screen in this, like, crisp 80s intro with, like, a storybook in the background... And one of the cast members' name is Tegan. Yeah, just and I could not stop laughing. Her real name is Tegan Clive. And she uh, is um, beautiful. <laughs> we'll get to her. But I disagree. For many reasons. And She's... there's also Cork Hubbard, who is a dwarf. Cork Hubbard, yes. And it says, and Cork Hubbard. Like, it's not even like... Who's Cork Hubbard? A dwarf. It's Cork Hubbard. Everybody knows Cork Hubbard. I, I don't... Haven't you met Cork there's Hubbard? There's one dwarf in this movie. And it's played by Cork <laughs> Hubbard? Yes. Do you think his parents named him Cork because he's No, little... I don't think Cork's his real name. There's no way Cork is his real name. Um, well, I I think all the names in this movie are f- like the actors' names. Lufa Rigno? What kind of name is Lufa? <laughs> Mostly Italian names in the credits. Uh, not sure if it was made in Italy or if the director just has a type. Yeah, this movie was <laughs> shot in Italy, and as we will quickly learn... Not only was it shot in Italy, it was shot in Italy with absolutely no sound equipment and was entirely dubbed <laughs> in later. Right? Is that actually true? That is 100% true. I was wondering <laughs> that whole movie. I joked that in my notes. See, that it was dubbed over and that they just... they. I Let's see, I wrote it right here that they forgot their sound equipment and dubbed over. It was a they, joke that I was going to make. <laughs> did they, Yeah, did they just miss recording all the audio and dub over their own? They didn't record the audio. <laughs> And at some points it's blaring like they're right in the <laughs> right in the microphone. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, also starring a bunch of people. Uh, we get a full opening credits, which is by 1989 should have been dead. Yeah. Uh, and so the movie starts in modern day, and there's a little girl Jane. Wasn't even f-ing talking. Her lift. That's when I knew right <laughs> off the bat this movie's dubbed. Her lift didn't even move. So wait, do you think the mom? Because and I, there's no, I have no, no part of me believes that that was a little girl's voice. No. That's an adult lady. Mommy? No. Weird. <laughs> so wait, so it, it's like, it's starting with the girl and the mom. So do you think the mom is... Scheherazade? <laughs> yeah. And See, the, and this the is like girl, the... And the little girl's the king? <laughs> <laughs> See, this yeah. is like the... <laughs> She's gonna kill her mom if she does. <laughs> but no, it's just sunk in, didn't it? <laughs> but no, this is the closest thing it gets to the Edgar Allan Poe story right here, modern day, and a mom is reading her daughter a bedtime story, okay. an hour and a half bedtime story. Like, what yeah. kind of mom are you? Also, like, I feel like they're going for. I feel like they were going for uh, kind of the Princess Bride with that part. Yeah. But at least with the Princess Bride, it's all like, you know, they're all like sitting awake. Like, oh, what happened next? And like not just like the lying there. Sinbad. 
And yeah, the mom's obviously dumb too. Her lips are moving properly. She can at least do it well. But the funny thing about the mom is like, she's like giving the blankest Hannibal Lecter stare to her daughter <laughs> the whole time. Like, so she's the kid. <laughs> like, like every word is like icy. Like, if you should like shut up, little. <laughs> let me tell you. Like, um, stop interjecting. Now, Lou Ferrigno's fine. I prefer the Mark Ruffalo version of this movie. <laughs> Like I get it, but imagine that though, <laughs> him with like his like flabby dad bod and his hairy ass chest. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah, this movie starts modern day. Little girl Jane isn't tired and wants her mom to read a story, so her mom decides to read her Sinbad, and she's not <laughs> reading the book as much as she is holding the book and staring off in the middle distance, <laughs> like trying to recall the story from memory. Like, it happened a long time ago. It's right there. You're making it up as you go. Look I down. Just say, it's on I, the page. <laughs> see, I just want to say, do you think that, do, like, the whole Sinbad movie, that that would have been filmed in Italy, but do you think the scenes with the mom and daughter yes. were like... Might as well. Why would you fly well, back to LA? Well, no. Do you, I was going to ask, do you think these the mom and daughter scenes, stock footage of a mom reading a spell book, a demonic spell book to her daughter... And they just dubbed over it. Why is why would there be Cause look at that book. stock footage of that? Look at that book. Yeah. They just like went to like some stock footage library and they're like woman reading spell book to child. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> All the paranormal activities now, what, just build one, up their guys. One part of this movie actually was stock footage and I noticed it immediately, but we'll get to that. Wait, later. that was the flower, right? What? The, what? Never, never there was no there was... prominent flower in this movie. <laughs> Did you think there's a random shot of a flower that was just stock footage because they couldn't <laughs> film a flower? I did actually. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first round. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> Tears. <laughs> they missed it. Because <laughs> every rose has a thorn. They gave up. So, are you sure it wasn't a flower, though? Yes, I'm positive. What was it of? It was the oracle's face. Oh, I could have sworn there is a stock footage of a flower. So the mom is telling the story, and we're kind of seeing it as she describes it. Um, she talked about the caliph, who's Indian Willie Nelson. We talk about <laughs> well first, uh, first, first. Before we get to that, we got to meet our crew. So back when the world was young, uh, Sinbad was a prince sailing the seas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. Though the, his princehood is never addressed, apparently he's just apparently a prince. And sailing with him is also his were as friends Prince Ali, an apparently unnamed Viking. Yeah, I wrote weird Viking dude. Pucci the dwarf. Yeah, a bald cook. Rob Weeks, who <laughs> <laughs> who's a, apparently Greek. Yeah, he's the Greek. They name him at one point in the movie. Um, yeah, he says like Strombopolis or something. Yeah, let me say I've got it here. Where is it? 
It's the Shropolis. <laughs> Shropolis. Um, and then the Chinese soldier of fortune, uh, who's a unicorn, I guess. Yeah. You know, he's he, got blush on. He keeps Confucius saying everything. <laughs> he had a unicorn horn of hair. His actual name is like, they say it once. It's like Kinto or something. Yeah. But so that's our crew. And then, yeah, we meet the town of Basra, is it? Yeah. So we meet our crew. And then we go to, yeah, the, the city of Basra, where they're returning from their expedition. Uh, yeah. You know, the mom spews some exposition about how everyone in Basra loves the caliph, which is essentially the sultan or the Indian pharaoh Nelson. or the king. Yeah, I Indian thought he Nelson. looked a lot like Donald Sutherland. And then, like uh, Hunger Games era Donald Sutherland. His evil vizier, Jafar. <laughs> who has the worst teeth. <laughs> spelt with two Fs, if you read the back of the Jaffer. DVD. So... Let me just call my royal Jaffer into the room. Yeah, and he's got, like, real bad teeth. And, and you know he's evil because he's got guy liner on. And, like... It he... signifies his, like, deathly And, stare. of course, like, a curled mustache and pointy beard. But he, yeah. uh... He rolls his R's, and, like, he brings to this movie, like, the exact opposite of what the mom does. And so already there's this beautiful contrast between overacting and underacting. I um, love... It. He's got, like, the like a dead stare, though, and... It... Because his eyes are so icy fucking blue. <laughs> and wide. Um, I just want to say, though, that <clears throat> Jafar looks a lot like Tommy Gunn. Yeah, a porn star. From the movie Pirates. Which is a yay, and my favorite quote is, Ah! <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> so, the Caliph's beautiful daughter, Princess Alina... Who looks kind of like Cordelia from Buffy. Yeah, are you telling me Alina's in love with Ali? Yeah, Alina and Ali. Princess and one's Alina a prince and the other's a princess. Yeah. Um, I love the mom's description of the princess. I laughed out loud. The princess was fresh as the dew and beautiful as a blushing rose. Yeah, and then it shows the picture. That's the rose you're fucking talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 see? Uh, I'm fucking right. But that didn't say it was stock footage. No, there was a stock footage of a rose when there she said that. footage. It was like a freeze-frame picture of a rose. So everyone's getting ready to celebrate Sinbad's return. Everyone except Jafar, who's planning an end to it all. Now, he's very Skeletor-like. And correct me if I'm wrong, but none of these townspeople are Middle Eastern, and these customs seem very stereotypical and vaguely racist. Because they're, like, blowing fire and doing all this marketplace shit, and there's a bunch of fresh fruit. And it seems so, like... Vaguely racist and Kind of racist, but really no worse than, like, Aladdin. (laughs) Um, I, I wanna I wanna jump back to the Ali and Alina. Um, so one one's a prince and one's a princess. Do you think they're twins? No. Why? Because they're not. Speaking of Aladdin, that. we've got a a gullible sultan with his evil vizier Jafar, the beautiful princess who's in love with Prince Ali. This is just fucking Aladdin. No, because they're Sinbad. Yeah. It's Aladdin starring Sinbad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Why would Aladdin let someone else take his spotlight? Because have you seen Ali do a single goddamn thing in this movie? Yeah, I saw him <laughs> whine. So Jafar casts a curse to spread darkness over the land, which the narrator claims works, even though it seems pretty bright and no one seems that freaked yeah. out. Yeah, I was confused. But... And this is just because in this world, apparently... Everybody's always happy all the time until there's a curse that makes everybody not happy all the time. It's like, that's not a constant. That's not something you measure and you can just tell if you're the ruler of a city. Their cries reach the caliph's tower. No. What? 
Is that how real life works? Do you think there's a curse on me? Probably. So, yeah, news this week is the Great Caliph, which I heard the Great Kali, which would have been a lot cooler. Uh, What is Jabbar's motive here? Why did he curse the city? He said he wanted to... Something about... The city was ripe for the taking by his hand. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't a part of his intentions is getting what's... Princess, I think Princess Alina was an afterthought. <laughs> oh, that's like that's a that's a trophy. But God, he overacts like hell. It really bothers me. And he rules his arms. It's beautiful. <laughs> he uh, sounds like Skeletor. And I, he's got one extra long fingernail talon. Yeah, just one. His pointer finger is long as hell. Is never utilized in this movie. It's called think... out at one point, but never <laughs> called upon. It's just a long ass. <laughs> Single fingernail. I think I knew somebody that did that once. It's but, um, dangerous. I said, I, I wrote here in my notes, I hope the mom doesn't narrate the whole story. Her little needs to get to bed. But she does. She does. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, he, the great caliph, hears the news. <laughs> this is the whiniest Jafar! <laughs> he, yeah, he, he looks for his vizier, as he pronounces it, Jafar. Maybe that's my line of, Where's my the favorite Yaga line at? of pirate. Where's Iago at? Yeah. Jafar! I can't. Jafar! Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, let me try. No. <laughs> Jafar! Better, I guess. So, so he tells them... So yeah, he's, he fetches his vizier Jafar. To, he tells them, Only an evil spell could transform these townspeople into such monsters. Go fetch the gems. We'll parade them through town or some shit and everything will be fine. And he lasered, laser hypnoize him. And refuses to do so. So the caliph calls his guards. Jafar Unfortunately, like trailer trash in a turban. <laughs> yeah. So, the, yeah, the guards are under Jafar's spell, so they do nothing. And eventually the caliph doesn't even care anymore. <laughs> he just, like, loses all hope, I guess. Like, he gets hypnotized. Okay. And then Princess Lena just shows up and starts talking about marrying Ali. Her the dad's cal- acting like a scrub. <laughs> yeah. And he decides she should marry Jafar instead. So it's not even Jafar's decision. It's brainwashed caliph's decision. But Jafar's like, oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jafar walks in like he, like, had morphed this to his direction. Yeah, he kind of seems like he he had his hands. This was part of his hand. But, yeah, she refuses. She's like, not even if he's the last dude on Earth. But by the time she realizes what's going on, it's too late. Meanwhile, Sinbad arrives at the docks, but there's no welcoming party, and this bums him out. Yeah, like, he goes to somebody and says, can you tell me what happened? Nobody's happy that we arrived. (laughs) You're so self-important. Yeah, it's Sinbad. What is he going to greet me? This isn't the internet days. There wasn't a tracking number on the ship. Nobody knew you were coming back. (laughs) Okay, well, it's it's Lou Fregno then. (laughs) He's such, like, a calm actor. But he's got such like that. It's before he went because Lou Ferrigno's like he was like seventy to eighty percent deaf at this point. In his old age, he's pretty much fully deaf, and so he's got like that like deaf kind of. So, I would say seventy to eighty, he's pretty much fully deaf. <laughs> and now he's like pretty. He's pretty much deaf. He's got that kind of deaf kind of like I can't hear like, <laughs> to his voice. And, but at this point, <laughs> so at this point, he doesn't have it yet. No, he just. But he's so... still so like calm and like. Why is nobody here? I actually Why is nobody here. I had to ask if um, 
He sounds if it was like a actually super- his voice or not. Cause yeah, I th- yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. He sounds like a superhero, like the way he talks. I mean, and not like the Hulk. Like he sounds like a like. Why is nobody here? Yeah, it's really weird. Everybody overacts in a different way. Well, because they had to re-record all their dialogue later. Yeah, I think that was Lou's problem. Was the re-dubbing? Trip. He was not good at dubbing. He's got no. like one big single earring, like thick. But that's Sinbad, yeah. though. The yeah. Even the comedian Sinbad has that. <laughs> but no, it's like any picture of Sinbad you look up has that earring. I feel like that's I just think, Frigno, though. I think um, Lou Frigno looks like 70s Harrison Ford had a baby with 90s Ben Stiller. And then, like, bodybuilt. And then, yeah, went to the gym a lot because of his parents. The, the vein in Lou's arms was spectacular and <laughs> I, I honestly it kept stealing my attention yeah he'd be like what happened in that scene i was staring at his arms <laughs> like that vein uh it goes right from his neck down to his hand so, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, sinbad is uh bummed out so he decides to visit the caliph and be like what the f- bro and uh when the caliph doesn't answer him just sits there catatonically jafar steps out of the shadow sinbad says i knew it all along which is not true i know <laughs> no, you didn't that's why you went to the caliph and there's what? a really awkward slow fight scene but made even more awkward by the fact that they forgot to put background music in no it was just very faint i think so it just felt really awkward and like yeah he beats up on jafar's guards <laughs> now if there's anything i appreciate with the movie it's the gratuitous Luferigno fight scenes. <laughs> it's just like a modern marvel of choreography. I, I so, love the fight They're scenes. not good, but they're so fun they're to watch. Slow. They're so slow. Everybody acts like they're expecting to get hit. If somebody will hit their weapon, they won't even react like they knew that they had to drop their weapon. Yeah, like it's, it's like, you know, like it's straight up sword and sandals cheesy fight scenes. Like it's everyone's anticipating the next move because it's like... So they, they choreographed it and they yeah. remember, and they're just trying to remember what they have to hit next. They don't exactly. want it to make it look real. It's, it's like a beautiful, it's like a B movie. It's, it's like, like watching a dance. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and I like, I, I actually really like the fight thing. Yeah, and this is where I called it Jafar's teeth. I said one's peeking behind the rest. <laughs> yeah, they're. <laughs> you're an actor. <laughs> this is your job. <laughs> Fix that. <laughs> so. Yo, get your teeth fixed. So after Sinbad beats up all the dudes, Jafar pulls a switch, or he makes Sinbad kneel. Well, first he, yeah, he makes Sinbad kneel because he's... Which... He puts a knife to the caliph's throat. Being Lou Ferrigno, Sinbad kneels without... Like, like he just bends and bends and bends till he's on his knees. He doesn't use his arms. He doesn't use any other part of his body. His legs are so strong. They're like, I'll carry this burden. And he just, they bend until he's kneeling. So just, it was bizarre to watch. It was so slow and like calculated. I just want to um, paint a picture. Can you imagine if Lou Fregno never did leg days? <laughs> well, I feel that's like, like this is part of his routine, him kneeling. Like he kneels like that and just stand back up. I bet I, pro- I could probably do that. Let's like take it- a beat here. For everyone that doesn't know who Lou Ferrigno is, Google him right now. It's L-O-U-F-E-R-R-I-G-N-O. He was the Hulk, like played like the actual, like not Bruce Banner, but the Hulk in the old TV series. He was the first live action Hulk. He is not? the most body built buff dude. Like he is He's huge. huge. And- He's enormous. Like, I want to say more than more so than Terminator dude. He's not know. even that tall. He's just I see he's like he's on par with like 80s Arnold. 
But like, yeah. I like guess, Con- but, Conan era Arnold. But see, Arnold's like Arnold's like buff, but he's also like tone at the same time. I want to say in a sense. But like Lou, like he bulked out. Like <laughs> he's, his, he's the Hulk. He's his, the body shape of the Hulk. <laughs> like his pecs take up fifty percent of his torso, <laughs> and they look like they'd be boobs, but it's just all muscle. <laughs> Yeah, he's a huge dude. And there's don't a, want to piss him off. And there's a slow scene where he's running later on, and they jiggle for a good 15 seconds. You cut so hard. Uh, <laughs> but So, yeah, Jafar pulls a switch and drops Sinbad into the dungeon. And, and all I was thinking is this, wrong, never! <laughs> and he's got a great, stupidly intense line. He, he hits the bottom, and he just looks back up. I'm going to kill you, Jafar. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! So, the mom explains to the little girl that Sinbad's friends sensed that something was wrong, so they look around and really do nothing. They well, like why... they split up with Poochie, and that's about the only thing they accomplished. Now, what I don't understand is why, at this point, do we have any reason to care about Sinbad? We literally just met him. This first thing was, nobody's here to greet us. Let's talk to the Caliph. Fight scene. Oh, I'm in a pit. I, I don't know anything about you, man. This is, you know, it's... He's the hero. Yeah, it's the Jason and the Argonauts, like, 80 sword and sandals. Like, you just, you know, like, he's the muscly guy, and he's, like, the epitome of cool, and you just like him. Like, you just, just I don't like to, him. But it's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you're not supposed to be, like, you're not supposed to learn to like this character. You're supposed to be, like, yeah, that's this is, Sinbad. Like, his hair blow in the wind. Like, it's Sinbad. Are you really expecting the character of Sinbad to have any development whatsoever from start to finish? He's, like, muscly, badass and that's it <laughs> brody uh observed many times during the course of this movie sadly i have lou ferrigno hair <laughs> yeah it's pretty depressing i just want to say though i also share lou ferrigno's pecs because i'm bouncing them right now. <laughs> yeah they just you just need to reinflate them <laughs> <laughs> i got the muscle i just have the tissue as well <laughs> so yeah uh they look around they do nothing but Prince Ali just can't hold it back any longer and goes to see Princess Alina. It's a two-minute narration about them specifically not kissing. Yeah. And then they go to kiss and are stopped by Jafar. That was a very slow scene. Who takes Ali away? It was a slow scene of them about to kiss. <laughs> very and slow. And I felt like, like maybe there's at least foreshadowing, but at the end of the movie, they almost kiss and then they don't. <laughs> I don't think they've ever kissed They don't movie. kiss at all, no. It's Italy. That's illegal to kiss. <laughs> So Alina tries to stab Jafar with his little crooked-ass knife that she seems to have. Yeah. And he just tells her, you're beautiful and you're angry. And the little girl's like, oh, I'm scared, Mom. It's like, can we just watch this movie without a narrator? We don't need a little girl interrupting the narrator to say her thoughts and feelings. Honest, honestly, though, I feel like most, they gave the script and the whole script was narration. And they're like, well, we need Lou to say some lines. Well, so they threw so in some scenes where... Like, one there's so many scenes where they clearly didn't bother dubbing in the dialogue yeah. that's recorded and they just have the narration going over it yeah jafar you know, ran out of time to dub or something but... jafar catches her knife slides it back into the holster and they just carry her off he's Meanwhile, swift as he's sinbad swift. is in his pit beneath the castle he hears his hears her cries and starts what does he do what does sinbad do he starts Talking to I'm a just snake. having a heart-to-heart with a snake. Just straight up 
saying like i know how you feel bro like yeah garden of eden it started a long time ago like that rat jafar <laughs> he's literally just opening up to a snake in the dungeon and he's like, but he also says like i need to help ali and delina get to back together and it's like are you just a good dude what's your what's your motive i don't know jafar's motive what's your motive for being such just a bro i'm ripped i might as well well he's like his voice is so like calm and like and just like masculine that I kind of want him just to narrate the movie instead of her as if it was like a point and click adventure. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I need to help Ali and Alina get back together. It's it's like the 80s version I can't of... I that here. It's like the 80s uh, version of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> but no, Morgan like, Freeman was pretty much still a big deal in the 80s. Was he? Like, yes. Oh. Well, anyways... um. Sinbad's like stroking the snakes too. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Come here, little buddy," and he's touching it. So I don't know the budget of this movie, but so far the sets and props have been actually phenomenal. I know, right? Like the costume sets and props—they put a lot of effort. It looks like it could be this a is stereotypical. This is just Baghdad. modern day Italy. <laughs> like it look like the it looks really good. The sets and props and stuff, the acting, yeah. But you know, at least they put a lot of work into. The set design. Yeah. And so, uh, Jafar has the uh, the greatest line. <laughs> it says, No one, not Ali or his friend Sinbad, the man who I hate more than hate himself, can mm-hmm. stand between me and what I desire. And then he kind of just looks at her. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I have a he question. Got so, he got so just jazzed up, he just need to let out a ah! <laughs> So, if... Sinbad knew right away who Jafar was. How did he get a job as the king's, like, wizard? The king's advice? I don't know. Like, he must have a reputation. He's like, I always knew it was you, but I never had the dirt to put you away. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, then he looks up in his crystal ball thing and sees the guards summon Sinbad's palace to the castle, and they beat up the guards instead. It's fun. The Asian dude is talking, and I was excited. I was like, Oh my god, he doesn't have a stereotypical Asian accent. That's fantastic. Like, I fully expected that. And, and then he starts doing karate, and as he does, making his hoi sounds, it starts playing the stereotypical tongue, 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 tongue. Yeah. And I was like, no, yeah. you ruined every progress, every bit of progress you made. Yeah. Well, okay, I understand, like, the, the karate. That, I don't find is racist. That's kind of expected. I and not, the... not not as a ra- not saying it racistly, but like back in the time or whatever. That's how. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no really back in the time because it's a we have a Middle Eastern warrior playing by an American Italian fella, and then he's palling around with a Greek dude, as well as like a Chinese warrior and a Viking. A <laughs> Viking. Who's <laughs> but... definitely? I don't know. You know, what era Vikings are from and what era, you know, Sinbad's from, but they're definitely not from the same era. I just want to say this is like Baghdad's Thor. <laughs> I did kind of say he was like Thor later, yeah. But like, even like with his crew. Yeah, Jafar's Loki. Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect, yeah. And these, these, yeah, those are the, the Warriors 3. And the Asian dude's going to be the girl. Sif. There's an Asian dude in the Warriors 3! Oh, well. <laughs> but, um, so... 
Uh, Sinbad, meanwhile, down below, is straight up friends with the snakes now. Yeah, no, he's still just sympathizing with them. Isn't and he, he decides he's to tie <laughs> two together, tie their tails into knots. The snakes chill with this. Weirdest prop snake. This not doesn't even work here. The snake's not even moving. And maybe like, if I combine these, <laughs> so like down below, snake yeah. on snake. We get a weird, like, quick shot of him tying snakes' tails together, and then back up where. His crew's getting put into the execution chamber. Yeah, they're being taken to the torture chamber, though they clearly won that fight. <laughs> yeah, I... Can wait, did I miss something? Like, did no. they get captured or something? Or Apparently did they, so. a, did they win the fight, and the next scene, they were captured? Yeah. Okay, so, I thought I missed something. And they kind of, they devise a torture, a specific torture for each one. Yeah, they put Ali on the rack and say, you'll be there for quite a stretch. And there's all these stupid puns. Now they the executioner the... is Claw from Gadget. Like, that yeah. boy, he's like, you'll be there for quite a stretch. It's like, what are you doing with your voice? They put the Chinese soldier of fortune in the hot seat so we can toast to his health. They also My... call him slant eyes, which is not okay. <laughs> But the bald cook is putting the prana tang because they don't like hair. It Rob. sticks in their teeth. Rob Weeks. And he points out was pretty truthfully, there. but I have a beard. Was it the midget that was put no. in there? No, he's not even there. Oh, oh yeah. They sent him off to like go the other direction while they all went the other way. Yeah, and like, yeah. let's split up. Except, <laughs> except for you. Let's split he's up. Never go there. this way. We'll all go this way. <laughs> um, maybe he just had a limited acting time. But Edgar Allan Poe, why is he tying snakes? <laughs> That's not in the short story. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut back down below, and <laughs> Sinbad says one of the greatest lines, after the snakes are tied together, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you. And then he proceeds to make uh, <laughs> like a, a rope of snakes. He turns it into a grappling hook, <laughs> and then he climbs the snake ladder, which is where, believe it or not, the ladders. board game got the idea. <laughs> is it? <laughs> oh, fuck it. Uh, but, but, wait, but I, no, he's like climbing a rope of snakes. This guy's got to be like after telling them he's not going to hurt them. This guy's got to be like 350 pounds. <laughs> I, I, he's I, climbing I, just like, passing his full body weight on these snakes. I have a few problems with this. One being that when the grappling hook... Attaches to like the, the grate. Like the snake head like bites onto the grate or whatever the no. hell happened. Well, it's tied around its twig, I think. Yeah, a stick. And then he throws it up and the stick it, like connects with the grate or whatever. <clears throat> but there's a zoom in. You don't. You never zoom in on rubber snakes. Because <laughs> it's so clearly obvious it was rubber snakes once he's... Well, it was obvious before, but it's more obvious when you I zoom in. Like so I got, I got a second problem with this, and that is if that was real snakes... They wouldn't. They tear, would they not? Yeah, and that'd yeah. be graphic and gory as shit. <laughs> but uh, there's no way you could make a rope out of them. Although, how is he climbing even a rubber rope of snakes <laughs> and it's supporting his weight? Yeah, and so I love how the little girl asks, "Like, will Sinbad save him?" And her mom's basically like, "Shut the fuck up and listen to what Sinbad is doing with snakes." Says like ten times over the course of the story, "Just be patient," and it's like, yeah. Why the why at one point she just straight up says I don't know. <laughs> why write that in? Why write in the little girl asking the mom saying be patient to remind so, you that the little girl's there? Yeah, so we don't forget that this ain't real because <laughs> it gets pretty scary. <laughs> so he uh, manages to climb out 
of his dungeon straight into the torture chamber, which is just straight Convenient, up. Convenient, yeah. He rips the grate out. Yeah, and then he beats up the executioner and his assistants. He kills, like, five of them. He throws them all in the piranha tank, and then he throws the executioner in an Iron Maiden. That <laughs> me up. That was, that was actually kind of So the creature designer has not seen a piranha ever in his life. No. It looked like uh It looked like a piranha plant from Mario. <laughs> it kind of looked like the the French speaking giant in time, the book of pure evil. Yeah, it looked like Audrey looked from Little Shop of Horrors. But um at one Baby point Sinbad. at one point one of the executioner's assistants is wrapping a chain around Sinbad and he is just as ripped as Sinbad. Yeah, there were <laughs> so many muscles that my dick exploded. Yeah, like and then Sinbad not only is it like wrestling. two like super muscly, two super, super sweaty guys grappling, Sinbad then rips the chain in half. Believe it or not, that's masculine. So I think uh, next time we're all in the same room, we're gonna just grab each other. Like oh, I like um. how they he kills all these dudes, but there's like this '80s workout music over top. It just makes it feel super chill. <laughs> yeah. So is Sinbad supposed to be really strong, or are they just? I don't off of lose. I think they're just like yeah. I think the whole idea just came from we want to we want to make a movie with Lou Ferrigno and they want to show point, off how strong he is. Basically, at one point, one of the executioner assistants is on fire <laughs> and he jumps into the prana pit, and I don't know how he started on fire. Oh yeah, he's just on fire. <laughs> I I remember him starting on fire. I just can't remember how he did. It doesn't show how he just show, he runs sure? past and like engulfs and it's like why so meanwhile poochie the dwarf is wandering around because he didn't get captured uh and he wanders into the castle where jafar has alina in a machine that i guess a rape machine somehow will supposedly make her love him it's got like all this blood or chemicals or stuff it's a saw trap with all these chemicals going around it's like this rape machine she's suddenly wearing rapey clothes and, and it's like this machine that will slowly drain her will until he does she does what he wants I'm pretty I, sure she's wearing the same damn thing she's been wearing the entire movie. It's I, like all revealed because she's laying down. I um, that rape machine that you would call it made me thirsty for fruit punch. Yeah, because the little red swirls going through the bendy straw. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah, these weird tubes going over top of her, covered like this fluid that doesn't actually touch her at all, doesn't have anything to do with her. She's just laying down in it and could probably easily get up. Yeah. And they got some. They got a red tube that looks like fruit punch, and they got a green tube that looks like some kale juice. But uh, then we, <laughs> little Poochie stumbles across them. Yeah, it's the greatest name, by the way, for a character. Little Poochie. Yeah, and uh, Princess Alina has held on to her goodness, and thus Jafar could not destroy the gems. In his mind, apparently, if he can get Alina to say that she loves him and not Ali, the gems that protect the city are just gonna melt. I guess. <laughs> so he SFX zaps them away. Yeah. The worst thing I've ever seen in my teleports life. Teleports four of the sacred gems away. Not all five, just four of them. Yeah. And I was confused because they're kind of back and forth between if there's four or five gems. Yeah. They kind of keep, they can't keep their story straight. Yeah. And so I never really paid attention to how many gems there were. So I just kind of. So Pucci finds Sinbad and tells him this, and they go sailing looking for them. Just immediately. They're like, well, this city's f***ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't understand. Why not attack 
Why don't Why not get rid of Jafar first? Yeah, and get all of the get the gems back. And I mean, as evidenced by the end of the movie, he could have just done the same shit. He just didn't in a different order. And like Jafar calls upon the Dark Lord, and he's all like, "Please give me the strength." It's like, why is Satan so chummy with Jafar? Like, how do you get in Satan's good book so much that you just have to ask to be extra evil, and it happens? Yeah, he, Satan does him a lot of favors. <laughs> and, like, he does nothing for Satan. Was that you know what he Satan? probably is? Was that you know what he Satan? probably had to do? What? He probably totally had to, like... <laughs> probably had to, like, bang that chick from later. <laughs> Who? <laughs> That's why she was in the goddamn movie. Yeah, the, the child? No, the like Tegan. the uh, the Tegan. I know Tegan. Yeah, do you think the bank Tegan? Tegan? That's why. Yeah. Do you think Tegan and Lou had a thing going on? We're probably behind the scenes. They're probably Tegan's like you're not seeing that you like hugged that 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 muscly guy hugged you. I'm gonna hug you like that. So as there was, her. what I... that was her? No. Oh, I um, believed it. As they're sailing out, and Jafar calls upon evil, a bunch of like. Skeleton guys? Yeah. He just Appeared? he's like, hey, MS Paint Cloud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not he's like that. literally just like spray paint duel from MS Paint. Spray paint black over the sky. And then these uh I actually I thought it kinda looked cool though. It, if you're in like a like Wreck It Ralph and it's all pixelated. But I I don't know, I thought it looked kinda cool. Yeah, these things show up. These undead sailors. Uh, I don't understand. Sinbad flexes his chest. Like every muscle, like like rippling, before he, he pulls out a bow and the bow and arrow, and then why is the muscliest guy on on like long distance duty? He's shooting all these things in the head with bows and arrows. Why is he not fighting with a sword? Well, actually, with that, I at first I'm like, okay, a bow does not because I a bow does not take that much strength to pull back. But then I saw his bow. I'm like, actually, I I could believe it. Yeah, he, uh, well, but like still. I feel like he's the only guy that could shoot that bow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is my bow. Nobody can touch his bow. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I just, it's like Katniss's bow. It's made out of metal, and so like you can't even pull it back without the super strength. Don't even get me started on Katniss's bow. <laughs> so Sinbad and his crew fight these uh, undead sailors to some kick-ass rock music. Uh, now these have some of the you know you mentioned the great costumes earlier. These are not included in that. <laughs> there's there's a guy dressed up as a ghost for like Halloween ghost. <laughs> yeah, they look like just like like school plays costume department. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's like the masks look like just weird face masks and then just black robes. I like them though. I thought they were kind of cool. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, it's just a long badass fight scene to rock music. It's, One point it's Sinbad... not it's so slow. Like Sinbad's so chill he doesn't even dodge. He gets punched and he doesn't even dodge it. Like he can admit it's not badass. I thought it was fucking cool. Pretty great. It's pretty great. Like and at one point Sinbad rips out one of the undead soldiers' hearts, which has a little <laughs> zombie face it's on it. It's got a face! And, and he just says, now like, disappear, and then he smashes He's like, it. evil spirit, go back where you came from, and just pops it like a fruit gusher. <laughs> and it's got green, gross goo. It's like a reptar bar. And then that was probably the greatest f***ing scene in the movie. So, <laughs> heart with a little ghost face. 
Wait, do you think it? Wait, do you think it was one of their faces, or do you think it was Satan's face? <laughs> I don't know. So it's suddenly daytime again. And, and little Poochie comes out. Poochie comes out and tells him, dinner's ready. And then he says, you all look like a bunch of weirdos. And Sinbad <laughs> says, you missed one hell of a party. And Poochie responds, darn. But Sinbad says, but thank God for that. He, he then pinches him on the cheek. Now, he then slaps everybody in succession. <laughs> Literally. He slaps yeah. everybody in a row. Like, just it's, like, like a, it's like a nudge slap. Like, hey, like, bro. Just, <laughs> make sure not to miss out anyone. <laughs> like, punches them in the arm lightly. And he, no, he, he's he lunges. Up, like the chef. He just slaps across the face. <laughs> he like, like he's like, like steps into one of them because he can't reach. <laughs> and then he's like across the chest, slap across the face, like he's like, <laughs> "Well, I'm starving. Let's eat." And they all <laughs> cheer. And I was like, "What the f- just happened? That was the weirdest scene." And I think the reason that that scene was written is because like, we don't have a midget stunt person. We gotta write Pooch out of this. <laughs> so how are we gonna do that? I, I was. I think the icing on the cake, though, is the ending of the scene. As they're walking to dinner, he just casually just slaps Poochie on the ass. I was throughout this whole thing. I was confused of what the f- I just watched, and <laughs> I had to like. I had to, like, pause this and, like, call my roommate in and say, like, you gotta fucking watch this scene. <laughs> so, days later, days later... <laughs> Suddenly we're talking to an oracle. They arrive, yeah, the oracle's island or whatever. I... Which is 100% stock footage from the Hercules against the Moon Men. Was it? it? Yeah, it's, he's the to... leader of the Moon Men. He's not an oracle. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? Apparently. <laughs> I feel like that's copyright. Now, I'm very confused by this movie because... They never give the characters motivations or their any like the crystal ball before. Suddenly they have a crystal ball and they're looking into it. Suddenly they're at this oracle that they never even mentioned they needed to go to. They mentioned the oracle briefly. Like, it's just so like their motivations and then the doing them is like, why are you here? Why are you doing that? <laughs> what prompted this? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he they need to know. I guess the they're doing it to were. save because the... they just set sail for no reason without knowing shit. <laughs> yeah, they just know to get these crystals, and so, which look like uh, what's the that? oracle looks like Doctor Doom, I guess. <laughs> what what's that? Uh, what what's that fruit with the spikes that you throw at Durian. people? Yeah, <laughs> why do you throw durians at people? <laughs> they look like little durians. What looks like are oh, the the gems? Crystals. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. So, yeah, yeah so the, he tells them where to find the remaining Infinity Stones, and so the first one... Uh, Skull so, Island. Yeah, since no ship could land at Skull Island, uh, Sinbad <laughs> has to swim alone. I just want to say, she though... She didn't have to do, they could have pulled up, like... <laughs> way closer than that, yeah. He <laughs> swam, like, from the Oracle to Skull Island. <laughs> I just want to say, though, that Skull Island looked kind of... Intimidating. I actually really liked how the water and suddenly red. It was, it was it was like fog instead of water, like on top of the water and like yeah. And it was just shaped like a skull. It's a very clever name. Well, <laughs> well the name's not clever, but like the scenery. I like the the scene, like the picture, the mise en scene, whatever the f- you call it. <laughs> so as mom narrates, Sinbad quickly finds the first sacred gem on this rock formation. Uh, but then the rock formation comes to life and starts attacking him in a... I guess it's a papier-mâché cyclone. Rather suggestive way. 
It's got like, up lo- against the wall, and it's not using its hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's like a paper mache cyclops. Like, it's like a rock bee. It's like, these look like it's big, a strong hands, something. don't they? But its eye is just glowing with this awful cartoon CG. Well, that's that's the crystal, though. And, yeah, but that would be, like, where its eye is. Yeah. And, like, what functional purpose do Sinbad's wristbands have? Look there's cool. no gloves. There's no sleeves. Look cool. Prevent carpal tunnel. I, you know, okay. I have a theory on this though. Do you think these wristbands make because oh, hold on, because you see in a lot of movies that warriors wear these wristbands, like um, He Man and all them. Do you think it's to help sword handling so it doesn't cut your wrist? Maybe. Like, how did they get this buff anyway without because they're gyms or anything? because it's like it's it's hard leather. And it's around the wrist. So you'd think it helps not breaking your arm when you, like, connect with another sword. Or, like, it could also help him with, like... Because he seems to use his hands a lot in sword fights. So it could also help protect, but that's kind of jumping for straws because that's a very small target. He, um, he kills the rock golem with a rock. Yeah, well, he decapitates the shit out of it <laughs> and gets the first gem... And then he just kind of throws the head at the body. <laughs> That's like killing a dude and throwing a dismembered leg at him and killing him with it. Haven't like, you ever played Fallout? Or playing like, a dude by throwing a dismembered leg at him. It's like killing a zombie by throwing its own head at it. Yeah. And then, um, back of the ship. Everyone's just, yeah, talking about how they're going to get more the gems. And Asian apparently... dude straight up says, Confucius say. And I got a little heated inside. He's wearing blush, by the way. I think I'm in better. Yeah, he's, he's dressed almost... Almost geisha-like. What's Confucius say? It's like a... Like, old, uh, like... Super racist, like, a way of just saying, like, old proverbs, like... Because, you know, Confucius, the guy who came up with all these proverbs. And, oh, so, so it's like, Confucius says, blah, blah, blah. But, like, Confucius say... Like, so it's kind of like It's saying... made popular by those, like, uh, old, like, in, in, like, malls. Those, like, for- little fortune teller things that you put a quarter in. So it's kind of like saying, like, Sigmund Freud said... Except racist. <laughs> Except racist! <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so they're that talking... That was for my fans. <laughs> so they're talking about how... Not only are they talking about, you know, where all the gems are, they're also... They speculate that Jafar took the princess somewhere. And they're like, maybe she's on this next island. And then it's dropped because, A, Jafar never took the princess anywhere. And they have no reason to assume that he did. He didn't even leave. He just... Like, exactly. Like, I don't it's, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. Hey, wait. So they knew he had the princess. So, okay, just prioritizing right now. Jumping back to when they just hopped on the boat and left. Don't you think your first priority was making sure she's safe? So maybe get her away from Jafar. No, they just like straight up left town first. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying. Now, the long shots of the ship are decent. I don't know how they did it because it's a legitimate ship in legitimate water. Maybe it's the model in like a... That, yeah, that's true. But they're on they're like on the deck. Like you can it's see super them. colorful. <laughs> it's very gay It's got pride. a rainbow flag, yeah. Well, I mean, they could have filmed the helicopter from a helicopter since they didn't have any goddamn sound equipment. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Yeah, this is where you find out that Rob Weeks is named Shropolis. Shropolis, yeah. And so the four warriors uh, go to the island of Amazons as the chef and Pushi stay behind. Now, I don't understand because he tells them, 
you know, if we don't come back, come out for us. Bring your bag of whatever. And he says, oh, remember that time I took the rust off the helm of the ship? Why did that, why did the, I don't understand why. Yeah, he talks about, like, my, my medicine for rheumatism. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like they, I felt like, before learning that this was not the story, I felt like they were condensing Poe's short story and trying to cram sweeping conversations into one sentence. But no, they just... I feel like they were trying to at a joke. I yeah, know. I think that was it. Like, because they do a lot of one-liners. It felt so like, like yeah, this was like a minor like joke, something like that. Yeah, because Lou has a lot of them too. Like, hey, so like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> you know when he all, goes all Charles Manson? <laughs> nope. I know you're talking about. We'll, we'll get, get we'll get there. So um. On the island, the Viking gets distracted by an Amazonian doing way too many fucking backhand swings, <laughs> which of course weird, would be distracting. All these weird bare-ass bare people. She's doing a full fucking tumbling routine, and she doesn't ever like do the flipping lands. She just keeps she just keeps doing backhand springs. <laughs> and then the Asian dude gets captured. Even quick of wit, they call him. Kantu is his name. Kantu, quick of wit. He steps into a trap and gets pulled up by his foot. And he says, <clears throat> Confucius say, when you see the world upside down, chin up. <laughs> Isn't that, that irony? No. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> also, Prince Ali is tranquilized. He's like the most pussy way of going down. He gets shot in the neck with a dart. And just, yeah, all these weird, like, for, like um, tribesmen, I guess. So what is the, like, at least... If they got shot in the ass. At least Ali and Kantu have the smallest little bit of, not character development, but characterization. What the f*** is the point of the Viking? <laughs> He's is not said anything? He hasn't done anything? <laughs> he's got a cool uh, half-warhammer, half-mace. Yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's but he's the muscle on a team led by... Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> Who, who's muscular and stronger than he is. Yeah, it's like you are redundant, sir. It feels like he was the <laughs> old leader, and then Sinbad joined. And well, it's it's Sinbad's gym buddy. They just haven't kicked him out yet. <laughs> he's he's uh, Sinbad's his personal trainer. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying. But he yeah, his weapon, it's like a staff, and on one end is a warhammer, on the other hand is like a mace, like flail business. Oh, you know what? He's... Buffy totally t- stole from that. <laughs> Yeah, you get some Buffy's good use out of that. Slash steak. The scythe. Yeah. Well, I call good it. Good use out of that thing. I don't. It seems too heavy to lift. Well, there's one time where he drops it just to fight barehanded. Yeah, then he it picks up, it up again. again. Yeah. <laughs> so Sinbad alone makes it to the Amazon Queen, who has the so gem around her neck. Siren. Yeah, she has the gem around her neck. Uh, she seems she to have mastered spot. sexy posing despite living in a jungle. The mom's narration calls her an ebony beauty, which is kind of screwed up. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Ebony and irony. <laughs> <laughs> so she enchants him, literally, and he forgets about the dangers of his crew and the mission, and they start making out. And uh, meanwhile... What joke is... for snakes? This is bizarre. <laughs> you know, Jafar can't even make Princess Alina love him with magic because he's such a f*** up. So he's joined by a wicked sorceress, Sukra. Holy sh! 
This is Tegan, by the way. This is she's Tegan. like a female Lou. She's musclier and manlier than Lou Ferrigno. She's, she's got muscular. Like, a white, whitish blonde, like '80s shock rock mullet. She's got a unitard, all black, and a weird, like, Boston accent that doesn't fit in at all. Which is weird because the actress is, like, Australian. Like, Jafar's all like, we must go! And she's all like, hey, what do you think you're doing? Yeah, he's just like, hey, man. She looks like she just came back from an audition to do a live-action heavy metal movie. She looks like she crushes a man's head between thighs like chicken's egg. I would say <laughs> I wouldn't mind, but with her, I would. So she's um, she's a uh, her pelvic looks like rock. As for like, if I was drinking something when she stepped on the screen, I would have done a spit take. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Like, That's the weirdest thing is she never has a purpose in this. No. Movie. She never accomplishes anything. She's just kind of like someone for Jafar to talk to. Yeah. And so basically she's all like, you know. She's got another person like that that doesn't speak of. Yeah, General Tullius. She's she's pretty quick to be like, you know, I serve no man. And Jafar's like, you must be second to someone, Sukra. Why not me? And she's like, did you take your medication today? Yeah, making these weird modern jokes. (laughs) Yeah, she's just so out of place in this movie. And... Meanwhile, Sinbad's crew is pissed because Sinbad's making googly eyes of the Amazon queen. Yeah, his peeps can't sway him. He's just like, yeah, my b-. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Greek Bo- guy's like, back on the ship, the Greek guy's like smelling turnips or something. I don't know. But Bucci and the cook decide to go rescue the others because they just realize, oh, well, they're f- probably already because they're useless. So let's go save them. They're the pussies of the crew. They yeah. don't do anything. Who? Bucci and the cook. They're, well, that's because they're not supposed to have a role. <laughs> I kind of like that, though. Like, because, you know, there's always, like, like Poochie and, like, the cook. So often in fiction, they're the characters. They the, let me at them. Like, they the wannabe scrappers. They're like, oh, I always got to sit out of all the fights. But and, they know their place. Yeah, they're, like, well, Poochie did say, like, oh, darn, like, when to, you missed the party. But, yeah, it's like, you guys stay behind. They're like, all right. You know, we, if we go there, we're going to get killed. And that's kind of refreshing. <laughs> you know, people, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's just a, a tired trope that they so, didn't play into. Wait, isn't, you said, so wait, Poochie, I think, isn't Poochie the cook and the other guy's like a doctor? No, Stropolis is the cook. Poochie's the, the little person. Are you, but he's the one that cooked them supper. No, he just told them supper was ready. Oh. Um, so, okay. yeah, they decided to go rescue the others. Meanwhile, Alina is watching via crystal ball thing <laughs> as the Amazon queen tries to seduce the other dudes. And oh my crew. god, the weirdest dance I've ever seen! And really, involves bizarre. a lot of like slapping their heads down. Yeah, and it's like it's violent. She's one by one hypnotizing all of them to fall in love with her until they pass out. Maybe I'd hate to have her grind on me strapped up though. That would suck. And... Then she gets to Ali and he's resisting, and Alina's like, "Please, Ali, please resist. Like, if you..." And he hears her, and he's like, "I will." We can't can't be together if you fall in love with her. I'm so jealous. (laughs) And but he straight up says, "Like, I will." Yeah, he hears it somehow. So and he does give in. So good for him, I guess. You're resistant to magic. 
<laughs> and so Poochie finds Sinbad and the Amazon Queen as they're about to do the do, and he pours some potion on Sinbad made out of special effects. Wait, before that, <laughs> before that, before we get to the part, um, like, so after this weird dance, after Ali gets hypnotized, we cut back to Jafar and Alina watching, and Jafar like almost curls his hand into a fist, and a really weird line from Sukra, the bodybuilder lady. Remember what your heart's made of, Jafar. You don't want to crack that fingernail. And he, like, looks at his super long fingernail <laughs> for a second. Never touched on again. No idea what that means. Yeah, why, so... Why did any of that happen? So would you say that Princess Alina... And what is his heart made of? Fingernails? <laughs> I, I feel like his, like, fingernails made out of dragon bone. I think it's Do just you... a fingernail. It's, like, painted silver and, like, sharpened to a point. Yeah, so... Do you think Alina is a girl worth fighting for? She looks like how I imagine... Did you just hit me? <laughs> Did you just hit me? She looks like how I imagine... I don't know. She's like the generic 80s brunette princess. I thought she was a pretty attractive. Yeah, your generic that 80s brunette princess. That sentence. So, yeah... Uh, but you find Sinbad pours a potion on Sinbad made out of special effects. It's like sparkles. There's little gold Cartoon sparkles. sparkles. There was have... not even any actual liquid in there. No. Nope. They just nope. poured sparkly I... cartoon, like... <laughs> I get pissed if anyone poured glitter on me. And I kind of wanted Sinbad to, like, cock her in the face. <laughs> like, as soon as he, like, realized he was out of the spell, just like... Oh. I thought he was gonna, but no, he just rips the gem from her. Apparently oh, her God, name's Dorita. No. Which and I think is hilarious. A wicked, she turns into hideous... an old white lady in blackface. <laughs> She's a hideous wench. But her like, name's Dorita. We like, kissed that thing. Slaving the hot Doritas. <laughs> That's... I would cut my tongue off. But like straight up, it was a black actress. And then after she becomes old and like decrepit she's a white old lady in blackface you couldn't find a black girl ugly enough. couldn't find a black <laughs> old lady that would do it so because and like i swear her eyes are blue and everything like it was like very clearly not there was probably like yeah this is like a second let's not waste any more time on this shot <laughs> that's like a hideous wench so jafar and storm are now joined by general tullius so yeah, that, the, part, that party's bumping. But he had his tongue in that thing. We passed it. I'm not in Sucra. <laughs> no. So yeah, Jafar throws a tantrum while Sucra makes me uncomfortable. And this, there, he's like general is in the background. He's like been kind of in the background more or less the whole movie, but he doesn't really do anything. Yeah, I know. I was expecting like a I am a knight. I will die a knight. Like who? The general, Jafar's general. Oh, yeah, f*** him. The Kingsguard. So I hate him. the gang sets sail and uh, they miss the island, even though they don't remember it. <laughs> I and... don't even question anymore. All these islands look the same. So All these skulls Skull everywhere. <laughs> Skull Island looks so Jafar does another spell, and now this is a smart one. Because he shipwrecks Sinbad on the Island of the Dead. You See, know, I where he banished... That. Both of the other sacred gems? Apparently. he said It seems like there's only one, and then they find the other one there. No, they said, originally the Oracle, he says, hey, one's on Skull Island, one's in the Amazon Queen's possession, and the other two are on the land of the dead. The island of the dead. And so Jafar's like, let's shipwreck them all the way to the island of the dead, because there's dead people there. They'll never get out there. <laughs> Why do you think this was smart? 
Well, if they're shipwrecked... Is, like, the Island of the Dead just his go-to island? Like, oh, we need to put these gems somewhere. Oh, I have uh, a Island of the Dead. There. I can, I can kind of see where he's getting somewhere. at. Uh, Island of the Dead. I banish the other things to the Island of the Dead. But he I, has a summer home. He has a timeshare. Oh, Island of the Dead. But, I, like, I, I can kind of... I only got to go there three more weeks, and I've basically paid for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so the one was the Mexican... <laughs> but, I I um I I can see where he was going for it. I feel like it's a stupid move that I'd do too, because I mean they're shipwrecked. They can't come back. Bring back Dorito. No. <laughs> you she would can go have a heart attack. So we get a long panning shot of the spooky island over eighties horse. I mean long. Yeah. Uh, everything on this island is. I wrote this is a le- necessarily long. long. Yeah, as the gang tries to get their bearings, the ghost warriors start coming to life. Also horses. I like this part. Totally dudes laying in the sand, standing up (laughs) out of the sand. I I just want to point out that how did these horses not decompose? Yeah, there was horses, live horses, crawling out of the sand. I don't know how they did that one. Because That that was actually How did they not decompose? Because they don't got Game of Thrones level CGI. (laughs) And then, um... That was kind of cool having the horses come up from the dirt, though. And Simbad says, Poochie, get me my sword. And then they fight. He throws it. <laughs> and, and it gets lodged in a, a ghost, and it kills the ghost, and the sword falls off the edge, and you never see the sword again. He doesn't like, throw why? It. That was a perfectly good sword. You just, Poochie got that for he, you, you ass. He underhanded tossed it. it. And so, it. yeah, they start fighting the undead warriors like, in, like, a long action sequence. Like, how do you kill like, ghosts anyway? This action sequence can... is single-handedly the longest single sequence of the movie. <laughs> I liked it a lot. I dozed off because it was so long. Um, the ghosts, they're dudes in, like, full knight armor, just so you can't see that they're ghosts. And when they die, it's, like, a long shot of somebody dropping the armor on the ground. Well, <laughs> I thought they handled it. the armor. <laughs> I thought they handled it pretty smart in a lot of ways. Uh, it looked cool. Like, they'd be fighting someone, and then they pin them up against the wall, and then they have a shot of, like, the armor propped up against the wall as they, like, smash it in its breastplate. Or they, like... He totally grant wards that one by just pushing in its breastplate. That was really cool. Yeah. And then um, there was... Where did ghosts go when they die? Back to hell. (laughs) But no. um, That place for Beetlejuice. I liked... uh, I also liked scenes where, like, they cut down from the head. And then the next scene, there's, like, a cut through the armor. Yeah. The chest plate. They wasted a lot of prop armor. Yeah, they just, like, like, this is the, like... Well, I don't the coolest scene we could do visually. Let's make it the longest scene. I wouldn't say. I'd say if anything, they ruined two pieces of armor because whenever they cut through the chest piece, it was always the. I'm pretty sure it was the same slice. But um, yeah, he ever he's so he's running from all these ghosts on horses, not ghost horses, and <laughs> yeah, this is the scene Brody was talking about earlier, where you can see every like his pecs just. Flexing just every muscle, just boom, boom, boom. boom but they boom, also boom, bounce boom. like boobs. I like, feel like it's like like you could set it to like, do, like we do, will rock do, you. Do 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 do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wait, what were you saying? We will rock you. That's what I was gonna say. But yeah. Uh, so he they kill all the ghosts, I guess. So Jafar yeah. wakes up the ghost king, which little girl prompts 
to her mom narrating, I'm scared. I'm scared. Well, first he, like, Jafar uses a spell to cast the ship back at sea, which is, like, I guess the fight's over now. Because it's just, they were... He's like, I hope they leave now. They were in the middle of the battle. <laughs> Jafar uses the spell to cast the ship back at sea, and then Sinbad's just alone on the island and not fighting anyone. <laughs> and there's a cruise, like, I guess we're sailing. It was like Jafar's, like, I'm bored now. And so, yeah, the little girl's being a little... She's scared. So Sinbad has to fight the Ghost King to retrieve one of the gems, which appears to be Jafar controlling a suit of armor, kind of like the Destroyer from Thor. But uh, the Ghost King goes to stab Sinbad in super mega slow-mo. Yeah. And he grabs the sword by the blade and turns it around and stabs him. And for some reason, you think the Ghost King would be the most difficult, but he was literally the easiest one to kill. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you, it did involve him having to grab a sword by the blade. So well, he didn't have to. He just did. He's and then he just, he just... Well, he, he was straightening through... Straight um, mugs to the camera and says, "You're losing your power, Jafar, yeah. and you know that." Where's the camera? How does he know? And I think what makes him the Ghost King, as opposed to the other ghosts, is his horse is actually undead, but it doesn't go anywhere. It just—it's a skeleton, and it just sits there. So, so it's not you, really undead, now, is it? So do you think? <laughs> so do you think? Uh, <laughs> he, he didn't need to be woken up. He was just waiting for his horse to join the battle. So do you think? Jafar just has drones, and then Lou sees the drone, and he looks at it, and he's like... Lou. Yeah, Lou. Louie. Lou. Louie. Oh, baby. Lou in the seven seas. But no, do you think he just looks at these drones like, Jafar. Jafar! And these cameras are just flying in, and that's the way how Simbad knows how to look at the camera? Yeah. <laughs> His little GoPro drones. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Uh... So then Sinbad decides, oh, there's only one gem, la gem left, and basically lies down to die yeah. for no reason. <laughs> this girl comes. I thought she called Sinbad daddy for a second. I know. But really, she was talking to her dad, Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon, with a mustache. Holy s***. <laughs> <laughs> right? I guess. <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> Twinsies. He's like Jimmy Fallon with a Salvador Dali mustache. The first thing I thought. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> but yeah, I, I saw it. Like I didn't put it. So past yeah, the me. scene basically happens. Sinbad. It's like, well, only one left, and he just lies down to die. Just like no reason. He's he's not tired. He doesn't need a rest. He's like, well, let's die. This is a good spot as any. And then this girl named Kira shows up. She just shows up and says, Daddy. And yeah, I was like, whoa. He looks a little confused. Progressing a little faster. And then Jimmy Fallon with the Salvador Dali mustache shows up, starts babbling nonsense. And, and she just scared. touches his chest. Also, his mustache literally changes in every shot. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. I wrote here in my notes, they're clearly weird-ass cannibals. And then under that, nope, apparently they're wizards. Yeah, I thought they were cannibals, too. They're talking about eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> they're talking about eating meat. Wait, who's eating meat? What meat? And then the next scene, they're, like, cooking them meat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't go the way I thought. Yeah, and so as he's preparing food, uh, Nadir, his name is the great wizard or some uh, Somehow got stranded here. Yeah. In hot weather balloon, like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and, yeah, she... Uh, you know, she, and yeah, this is where I noticed that I don't know if you guys noticed, but every shot Nadir is in 
his mustache is shaped differently. I noticed that a little bit. It's like, one sometimes it was... it'll be pointed straight up. Other times it'll be drooping down. It'll be curled. It'll be like zigzag. Like it's very inconsistent. And, like literally every time. Yeah, absolutely on purpose. It's like each time, like what different bizarre facial hairstyle can we give him in this shot? It, it was the strangest thing. But I wonder yeah, if they got Luke their... Rignall ever got cold because he literally. There's nothing but a loincloth this whole movie. Yeah. We're a vest earlier. I guess. But yeah, she says life on the island was good until Jafar showed up and gave a gem to the monsters on the island. No. Which isn't what happened. He didn't. <laughs> he Unless he sent out little oh. spirit versions of himself. Well, he did send them there, though. Yeah, but he didn't show up. No. <laughs> they, they, and see, the only way they would know it was Jafar is if he did show up. And they knew his name, so did he stick around for a while? Like, <laughs> like God, why didn't he just leave? So Sinbad, she dresses Sinbad, which uh, the producers were disappointed. <laughs> yeah, and so Jane, meanwhile, asks her mom, will Sinbad's friends ever find him? And the mom's straight up done with her daughter. She says, I don't know. <laughs> she should. <laughs> Making this up as I go. <laughs> so meanwhile, Kira takes Sinbad to a foul, terrible beast that has the last gem. But when they're favorite, attacked by... Favorite, favorite favorite scene. When they're leaving, they say goodbye to her dad. Sinbad stops, turns to him and says, and makes him jump. <laughs> and then he keeps walking. <laughs> and then he's like, said that to me? <laughs> like, it was made no sense. Like, apparently he can speak English now, other than this gibberish language he's been speaking. And like and he's been doing just in the background, been doing just both magic tricks, like making the firelight and stuff, like nothing fancy. And well, see, see at first when that, they said, that's where like, I say where you went, Charles Manson. First, when I said like uh, you know they said oh we arrived here in a flying machine, I was thinking they're time travelers. This bears the too. slightest resemblance to the Edgar Allan Poe story now, but they're not time travelers. There's time travelers in Edgar Allan Poe. That well, because it was all about you know like talking about steamboats oh, and stuff yeah, like from true. another yeah. time that yeah. Sinbad encountered, and I was like, this could be it, but nope. <laughs> but um, yeah. So he yells gibberish. Uh, if you have me on Snapchat, I snapped that to a bunch of people. <laughs> that scene, it so, was really weird. Yeah, he made him did... jump like he straight up jumped when he did it. Like he didn't expect Lou Ferrigno to just yell gibberish at him. <laughs> Kira takes Sinbad to a foul, terrible beast that has the last gem when they're attacked by uh, lepers, I guess? A bunch of zombies, because Edgar Allan Poe has an M.O. <laughs> yeah. So Sinbad kicks oh, some what? zombies. Up, a common theme. Oh. So Sinbad kicks some ass, some zombass. So we got kind of um, some sort of dead people. Yeah. Like ghosts and skeletons. But no, Sinbad goes straight up. Mamamate zombie here. You know what I'm I'm kind of upset about? <clears throat> he clearly has a way with animals, but they don't touch upon that ever again. What you talking about? Are steaks? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he clearly has some sort of, like... <clears throat> Talk to snakes. He's Harry Potter. Nature. He's <laughs> a parcel tongue. <laughs> oh, God. So, they kept, the zombies capture Kira... And we cut back to Jafar for a quick scene where he's just like, no! And suddenly, Muscle has a headdress on. Yeah. She didn't earlier. She must have just wrapped up her... It's like a, like, I Dream of Genie, like... Yeah. 
Yeah. It's like mecha lecha high. Like, it's straight out of, like, <laughs> Jekka, Jekka high, zombie. Jekka like, <laughs> yeah, zombie. And it's like, she wasn't wearing this earlier. At some point in between this battle, she just put one on. Yeah, she got a zombie turban. And she <laughs> hey, Jafar, are you going to use this? <laughs> she basically, like, congratulates Jafar for leading Sinbad straight into his chat. But she's like, he's probably going to get free. To which he mutters under his breath, and I don't know if you caught this or if I misheard it. But Jafar says, Sukra, sometimes you do the most dreadful things to my biorhythm. <laughs> I didn't know what he said. And I, I didn't bother. I couldn't make out the last word. I didn't bother rewinding it, but that is what I heard clear as day. <laughs> and uh, she says, I just on the side that wins. <laughs> yeah. And so the zombies tie up Kira and Sinbad beats him up. And the zombies the zo- are pretty decent makeup, I guess. Yeah, they they look like they look like lepers. I mean, they look like they're just people falling apart. It doesn't, but doesn't hasn't he ripped off one of the legs? Yeah, they lose like arms, that? they lose body parts. Like it's pretty decent. Yeah, and then the zombie king thing arrives. So he's a monster made out of slime, and he has I hate that laser thing. fingers. <laughs> as Simbad fights this swamp thing, Akira's uh, like giving him like get him, fight him, yeah, hit him again, yeah. And it's like weird encouragement pep talk thing. But why is he laser fingers? He he looks like the monster from Dogma. He looks and, like he looks like Man Thin. Like he's <laughs> and so Sinbad doesn't know what to do, and he thinks his best bet for whatever reason is to break out the other three gems, which he immediately gets shot in the hand and drops them. Yeah, like, why did you do that? No gems. And it turns also, out like, that was the way to defeat. He also yeah. stabs this thing, and it starts sparking <laughs> yeah so he grabs one of the gems kira he this thing accidentally frees kira by shooting her bonds she picks up another one of the gems, throws them he does the dumbest like turn and catch like turn <laughs> rip, catch like smiles mugs and then, and then like bucky camping catching caps shield. and then turns around and shoots lasers out of them i guess just well, two of them well, he doesn't ever get the third one back but keep in mind that every monster that has shot lasers had these crystals on them. Like the... I guess. Like the rock dude had lasers shooting out of his eyes from the crystal. The Amazon queen. Amaz- what? Did she shoot lasers? <laughs> no, she did not. No, I feel like she had the power to. <laughs> she just didn't utilize it. She, she, she had her... Titty uh, lasers. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh my and god. Then, and then, yeah, he shoots some lasers and it just clearly... They just took this, this rubber swampy suit that the stuntman was wearing... And held it just out of the camera range and then dropped it. Yeah, it just kind of melts, but not. like It's it just kind of bounces, like, blah, blah. All gross and squishy. So he uncovers the last gem and points at the camera and he says... He never gets back the third one, though. He never see him get it. No, but he points at the camera and says, Now, Jafar, you're next. But right earlier, <laughs> earlier he went, after you got two gems, he said, Two out of five. Your powers, like... And it's like... Now he's got four, and he's like, I'm ready. And it's like, consistent. Um, consistent. So. Well, Jafar tra- is the fifth one. Um, I guess. So the travel, the, the, okay, overall in Sinbad's adventures, how long do you think it would have taken him to sail over? Supposedly days. Took days just to reach the Oracle. And then I'm he- talking about. Then he about, swam <laughs> to the Skull Island. I'm talking about It reality. feels like it all took place on the same day. It does, right? But do you think it like how long in reality do you think it would take? I'd say maybe at least six months. Yeah, at minimum. 
Yeah, it'd take months. Yeah, absolutely. But it feels like it's all the same day in this movie. Like, if I am a fisherman, which I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing this in the sea. It's a pirated radio. Um, so he goes back to Kira to Jimmy Fallon. Pirate radio! <laughs> yeah. Woo! <What>? Pirate. <laughs> yeah. Get this it? This man uses his mighty lungs. This is... So, Jimmy <laughs> Fallon's character... Oh, God. ...says that he... Well, in gibberish... Kira always translates his gibberish, by the way. He says to her, he needs hot air to blow the balloon back up. And Sinbad says, you mean, like, rub two sticks together make a fire? He says, like a twig Yeah, fire. like that. He's like, that perfect, that's my specialty. And then he grabs a big tube and blows it up. Like, he doesn't actually do the fire. He uses his apparently enormous, powerful lungs. His mighty lungs. Okay. And there's a tube that's apparently already attached like they expected that they needed this. Okay, so I have three issues with them. One of them being what you had up, Rob, how they had already expected him to blow into a fire tube. Uh, and the fact that they never did do the twig thing. But how about that zoom-in shot of his bicep? Yeah, he's, blowing, he's blowing, he's blowing, blowing, blowing on this tube. And the camera slowly zooms in on his bicep and just stays there. For the remaining scene. Yeah. So, and yeah, that's, it's just, he blows up their hot air balloon, which you can't do with the human's lungs. No, your voice, you're like, hot air, you say. <sighs> and, then, and then, okay, I guess I have a fourth issue with this, is the fact that, how the f- they, they start flying. How the, you don't fly off of air through your mouth. This is human, an air mattress. Oh my god, it's. <laughs> If if what they're thinking of Sinbad helium, but it's not. You're thinking of hot air. Maybe if you were like like not... a fucking dragon and constantly blowing in the tube. But the thing is, as they start to lower into the water, he blows into it again. <laughs> yeah. Like... yeah, when they're flying, I'm actually was impressed because this isn't CG. It's practical effects. It's done very well because they start sinking so they start throwing sandbags into the water and you see them leave the hot air balloon land in the water and splash and it's like doesn't look like it's poorly cut together like it's legitimately what they're doing and i don't know how they did this i yeah, have no idea so and in jafar's chambers wait I, uh, I have a question in a hot air balloon how do you turn how do you steer there's a steering wheel on theirs because all you got is you drop air. sandbags out of the one side oh that makes sense actually Okay. Oh, don't you like pull the thing and like release air out of the one side or like? Shh. Yeah, yeah, or blow air into the other side rather. Oh, really? Yeah, but wouldn't it all condense into one? Like, but you blow into the one side, so as you're blowing it to that side, it'll blow you the other way. Oh, but the but the sandbag thing works for you. Yeah, that works too. Yeah, yeah. but that's also you, you have to do them things. together. Yeah. That's true. But yeah. then, but then, how do you get those back? You know. Oh, that's tricky. <laughs> So, so they're, yeah, they're actually above water. I don't know how they did this. Very well done, I thought, for 1989. Like, was that what they wasted their budget on? I still but, can't get over the fact that this is somehow 19... See, maybe that's why they did it so well. It's because it's 1989 and it looks like it's 1962. <laughs> like, it, like, the movie is deceptively young and it looks like it's much older. So that's to make it look as, like, better. Because yeah. the movie's... Really, like nineteen eighty nine. That's almost the nineties. Like, yeah, this is a this is not an old movie. Looks like seventies at the late at the yeah later earliest latest. Looks like seventies to me. Yeah, um, yeah. So they're they had to drop sandbags because they're getting too low, 
and then Sinbad blows into his tube to get them back up. Yeah. And then in Jafar's chambers, they land when they get back to his. Before we get to there, we get back to Sinbad's ship, and his men see him somehow up in the sky, silhouetted against the sun. Start cheering like it's Sinbad, and they just start dancing, dancing, just like river dancing. <laughs> yeah. And Why? Skin... Whatever his name is, is doing high kicks. <laughs> the, the the Asian Cantu is just doing high kicks. And yeah, so... There's, there's and they were, one... like, while he was gone, they were depressed and lethargic and just like, what are we going to do with our lives? There's, <laughs> there was one move that the Asian dude did. Yeah, that was worded right. <laughs> Asian dude did. Um, that I, I really liked where he had swung... And he bl- they blocked it. Or no, they had swung at him. He blocked it and he kicked behind him. And, and got them on the back. Yeah. I like that. That was a cool move. Very choreographed in slow motion. That was a cool fucking move. So in Jafar's Chambers... I swear it's this episode. Jafar's Chambers, Sukra demands Jafar put her in command because he's losing. And this is bizarre. He pulls out an hourglass. He's like, I only need ten more minutes. And since when was there an hourglass involved? <laughs> is there any time limit period? Yeah. Like, Alina's been laying there for months. six months. Yeah. <laughs> she hasn't even grown any beard yet. But... Or a bush... I hesitantly said. <laughs> <laughs> she's been laying there forever. She's probably got, like, the worst rickets when she gets up. Like, just, she's got just bed sores. <laughs> no one turned her. Jafar, he calls Sukra to lift her up and turn her every two hours. What they <laughs> don't... What they don't she, show us is like she wears a diaper and he has to change. Yeah, like yeah. What they don't show is like the catheter and like. <laughs> so, Jafar's like, well, I didn't think this one through very well. Yeah. Maybe See, I'll... I love you. <laughs> so I'll change your diaper. Guys, back at Basra, they meet up a bunch of Jafar's guards. Ed Sinbad goes after Jafar. There's like a fight sequence in the streets with Kira randomly. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, everyone. So Sinbad goes, tries to fight him, but Jafar starts using his wily... Exactly. I have more about the... So, like, they're fighting in the streets. They're hitting people, like, punching them in the armor, which is not effective. Um, the only weapon that does seem effective is the Warhammer Mace from the Viking. And Kira, like, punches a dude out, and Sinbad just turns through, like, I'm crazy about you. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, they'll take care of the soldiers. He says that too. He turns to Stralopalala, Rob Weeks, and um, Kira's dad, I think, and says, "They'll take care of the soldiers. You take care of the monster. I'll take care of Jafar." What monster? What monster? Yeah, and then they kind of argue <laughs> who's going to take care of the monster. What too. a messy script. There is no monster unless that was a joke <clears throat> and it didn't connect. But they, like, no, they I like... guess it kind of makes sense because. It's, I guess I can kind of say, Jock, get the two least fighters to fight the monster kind of thing. And I think that's why they were confused, too. But uh, I have another thing with this scene. Um, when when he says, I believe when he turns and she's like, he says to Kira that he likes her. He's like, see, I do care about you. She says, what about Jafar? He's like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jafar. Like, yeah. How the f*** do you forget why you're fighting? <laughs> I'm crazy about you. What about Jafar? No, he's alright, I guess. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, yeah, Jafar. No, uh, but yeah, he tried to fight Jafar in the evil lair. 
Jafar starts using these wily magic tricks. It's kind of a Thor versus Loki feelish. Back in a lie. He puts a lightning cage around him. Yeah, but Sinbad bends the magic cage. No, this whole... (laughs) He's trying to bend these lightning bars. Imagine seeing him act this. Like, he's wrestling with these cartoon bars. I think he did it for, like, a minute. And then they they kept playing the same clip forward and backward and forward and backward. Exactly. I was like, what are they doing? Like, his hair was whipped down, and then it whipped back into place, and then it whipped back into place. It's to show his struggle. And it's it's hard. He's not a mime. He breaks two of the bars. And then the cage, next shot, he's just pointing, and the cage is gone. He's like, Jafar! It's like, where did it go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he breaks free to lead his sudden, immediate, and uh, poorly timed surprise. Just like, just watching, like, patiently, then he breaks through. Ah! But Jafar hides from the Sinbad, ordering, like, stay away. Don't come closer. I'm warning you. All yeah, bad. basically. And no, those are the actual lines he said. Yeah, no, but he's like, like he's really like, please, don't, I was just around. Don't hurt approaching. me, please. It's like when you you know somebody's going to hit you, Rockhead and you're like, Rumpel. no, no, don't. He's Rockhead Rumple. He even rolls his R's. Rockhead Rumple. So Sinbad keeps approaching, so Jafar creates another Sinbad for him to fight. He's like, I didn't want to do this, but I guess I will. And now, I'm confused, because if he could do this from the beginning... Why not be his first go-to? Well, so Sinbad's many... the biggest thorn in your side. Make a Sinbad fight for you. Make him do or whatever he Make wants. an Alina that loves you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could do that. But yeah, then, so he makes a Nega Sinbad. And that one, he like he points at Sinbad and then does the two-finger, like, come here. <laughs> I Mega Sinbad versus Mecha Sinbad. I, I was expecting this scene to be bad. It was actually done a lot better than they I They grappled for, like, expected. 20 years. Yeah, like, they, they have a long... They just arms on each other's shoulders, like, oh, oh. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> they have a long, boring fight that consists entirely of grappling. <laughs> and I don't know which one's which, but one's choking the other out and bends them over lava that's apparently there. And then evil Sinbad's tossed in the pit. I think it was evil Sinbad. I, I'm assuming. We'll never know. <laughs> I'm assuming the good one's getting choked out, and then he throws the bad one down. But, but God, what's going for on? For all we know, evil Sinbad had a change of heart. And <laughs> he's, he's just fighting his time <laughs> until he can light his evilness out. There's going to be a sequel where he was the evil one all along. This is like Insidious 2. Can there be a sequel? No. Alibaba versus evil Sinbad. Can you imagine Lou Frigno now doing a sequel? <laughs> but, uh, 25 years later. But, uh, Sinbad, what is going on with this putting the gems back business? Yeah, he just he rises to face Jafar with all the gems and as Jafar just watches <laughs> Sinbad restores Basra to its former glory. Like, yeah, I put Jafar don't give it anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's like, justice, happiness, prosperity peace <laughs> and they're like appearing in different parts of this like i guess contraption that's what's the fifth whole... gem then they were already there though the when fifth Jafar... gem's jafar's personal gem he just... it's like if the gems are justice happiness prosperity and peace what is the fifth one they keep forgetting if it's sinbad five. yeah sinbad is but the... no the fifth one's already there it's in the center oh. unless the uh, fifth one shoots holding up at jafar's podium so everyone's happy again, all of a sudden. Uh, Ali's married with Alina, the, the okay. caliph. Yeah, but now that we're past all the action, what was the point of Sucra? 
Why did she show hey, up? she's she clapping in this final scene. She literally did nothing. Everyone's happy. Elise reunited with Alina. The Caliph's back on the throne. And even <laughs> Shukra's clapping. Yeah, but why are the villains clapping? Like, what? <laughs> and he, they get Jafar to come up and kneel before the Caliph and then puts him in the snake pit. Yeah, the Caliph doesn't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jafar, we got all this, like, city ordinances to sign. Yeah, what were you slacking on the job? We got all these laws you got to write into business. And Sid Man, it's like Jafar has decided to resign, and Jafar like, uh, uh, re- resign, and then just boom, snake bits him. And the Khalif surprisingly isn't like, yo, hey, why'd you do that? And yeah, and so then Jane asks the little girl, and then, and then you go to sleep. Goddamn! And then the book's over. <laughs> Everyone's happy. <laughs> Ali married Alina. Sid Man married Kira. Everyone lived happily. And then, yeah, so well, they never Okay, so the weird know. thing is basically the mob says that's the uh, end. Everyone's yeah. happy. Ali married Alina, Sinbad married Kira, Kira, everyone lived happy. Jane goes to sleep. She says, Good night, princess, turns off the lights. The end? No. Uh, I guess she dreams the rest. There's a there's a final like scene that's absolutely unnecessary of just everyone clapping as Sinbad and his it's, wife and Ali and his wife walk through the... I guess they get double married. Like, they had, like, a double a, wedding. And it's just, like, that people clapping as they walk through the town. Why do you and think... And then Sinbad says, and now to our wonderful honeymoon. And just, boom, ends abruptly. Like, the end. Well, yeah. why Why do you think she didn't read the last chapter? It was pointless. It was, like, water It's like... See, it was like a... It was like a post-credit scene that wasn't post-credits. <laughs> and, so it was, and it had no purpose, because it's like, yeah, like, you know... Everything wrapped up, and then there's a final scene, and it's like, and now to our wonderful honeymoon, da 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 da, like it just cuts straight to credits. Like, <laughs> it was really weird. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I just watched. All right, so now now we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we just watched here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was Sinbad something something sees, and so the first first things first is who do you think was the uh, the real standout star of the movie? The MVP. We'll start with you, Mister Universe. Jimmy Fallon. Hell yeah. That uh, Sucre was close, but Jimmy Fallon was where it was at. Why was Sucre even near there? Because they were both pointless. They both had no purpose in this whole movie. But Jimmy, like, he looked like Jimmy Fallon. God damn. And he like, just Lord. babbled. And he just made, like, he, I don't think he spoke another language. I think he was just crazy. And he was about what and What nobody could understand but Kira. I think he was just crazy, and she was bullshit what he was saying. He was the MVP. He did not have a purpose. He just did weird magic tricks in the background. He was fantastic. His face was fantastic. His everything. See, I can understand how you'd like him. I just don't understand how... Zucra? Yeah. I don't understand how she... She was like Storm, a white Storm. But she was she was just there, at least like... This that's, guy her, ha- that's her porn least... name, the white Storm. What's I actually this? thought she was a porn star just because she went by... I thought she was a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, too. She's but an like Australian bodybuilder. Like at least what's his face? Like your Jimmy Fallon dude. At least he has like some personality <laughs> and character. I... Now Brody, who do you think is a real standout guy? 
I give my award to Edgar Allan Poe. We had nothing <laughs> to do with it. <laughs> he was a shining star in the movie. <laughs> and knowing that this is based off his story, his, his most famous story is... Uh... I didn't even know he wrote Sinbad. <laughs> he did? Nobody did. <laughs> okay, so I give it to Edgar Allan Poe, but being that he can't come here tonight to accept his award... I will give it to Lou Ferrigno to take in his place. Because I know they're good buds. Um, I feel like Lou Ferrigno actually did a pretty good job aside from his dubbing. <laughs> and I feel like he did as good of a job as he humanly possibly could. So I feel like this was just his vehicle. He just wanted to make a movie. I don't think yeah. just slapped together and Lou actually was at the helm. I think he said this was like his favorite movie out of anything he's made. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, uh, like, p- give it up for that poor like ADR sound recorder guy <laughs> that had to redub everything, <laughs> everything in the movie. <laughs> that sucks. Like, like him and like the guy who had to you know edit it all in and just like that's so tedious. <laughs> That should be done for you. That should just be taken for granted. That's not you should have to think about. I think they couldn't afford a clapboard, so they just, just, just leave the sound equipment behind, I guess. Do you think... Oh, God, that means not only that they had to do the Foley artist, too. Everything! Oh, God. Like, they took a silent movie and they added every sound. We should do that. We should take silent movies and just dub over them. Band up. I've done it. I, I think there <laughs> is a action. I'm pretty sure there is a like a Sinbad of the Seven Seas abridged version, like a, a parody fan thing. What is your favorite quote in this movie? You know, I thought it would be "I'm not gonna hurt you" to the snakes, but I realized since I've seen this movie nonstop, I've been quoting "You missed one hell of a party." Thank God for that. So I think that's got to have to be my favorite quote because I've said it like 20 times as I've seen this movie. <laughs> like with no context needed. You get old Poochie. And uh, Brody. I'm trying to find it. I have two. <laughs> you wrote in your notes, the prince is a little dweeb and I hat him. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in. <laughs> You wrote in your notes, if it wasn't for this podcast, I could be stroking the snake right now as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Piat, I'm just going to go with the one I have. Have you forgotten your meds or something? I, yeah, I was, did you forget to take your medication today? It was just out of place and... It's just a bad line that it's my favorite. I thought, like, a lot of the dialogue in this movie was fantastic. It was. So I don't like, think I could really pick just one. Because there's, like, <laughs> there's, you know, the obviously the two <laughs> hilarious lines uh, you said. There's the one where Jafar just loses it. Ah! <laughs> uh, there's the, the stupid puns, like, quite a stretch and toast your health. Uh, sticks in their teeth. There's, you know, Confucius say bullshit. Uh, there's everything Sucre says. <laughs> there's the, like, the 
the mugs to the camera like you're losing your power Jafar and just everything like there's so many lines that I couldn't pick just one because somebody I just wrote down because like that is fantastic and some of them the lines are like a whole scene like the whole I'm hungry yeah <laughs> that whole scene there's rheumatism medicine and <clears throat> yeah. I Remember when I cleaned the helm of the ship? Like, why you... Yes, I guess I remember, but why are you bringing that? <laughs> now, who would you recommend this movie to? I guess people who like the 80s action movies. <clears throat> uh, yeah. It's not... You know, it's not terrible. It's not good. But you could watch it. If you liked... If you liked, like, Clash of the Titans and wanted something a step... <laughs> this is... I, I want to say it's on par... With Clash of the Titans, but it, it is done a little. And now, Brody, who would you recommend this to? I, I agree with the whole Clash of the Titans thing because I got a, I got that feel. I got yeah, feel it's a sword. And, it's a sword and sandals epic. Yeah, and like Kenneth Branagh's Macbeth. I <laughs> I think it was great for what it was. So I I would yeah I would definitely refer to anybody. Who was probably in their late twenties back in the eighties? <laughs> See, I personally would say. Now, I remember when I showed, uh, I gave Rob Weeks a sneak peek of the movies we were doing uh, next season and at the end of last one. season. He didn't even and know this he, one. He could actually, have told us. <laughs> he asked specifically not be on this episode because he has seen and loves this movie. Um, oh, sh- I've been calling this guy Rob Weeks the whole time, and he knows what. <laughs> So That's I, fantastic. So I personally, I, I'm not going to lie, I would recommend this movie to anybody <laughs> who is listening to this podcast, because this is your kind of movie yeah, if really you're listening is. to this podcast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's got it all. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the kind of movie I really was hoping for when I started this thing, so. <laughs> so, uh, and now, lastly, like a yay or nay, and why? I'm going to have to actually go with a no. And then, <laughs> uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the worst movie. I expected worse. But it was pretty slapped together. It was pretty, you know, almost like a Lou Ferrigno vanity project. <laughs> it absolutely was. So I say no that like it's me, a bad personally. Thing. I'm not saying that nobody would like it. I'm saying that I wouldn't. If someone's like, hey, we're going to sit down, we're going to watch Sin by the Seven Seasons, I'll sit that up. I don't want to watch that again. Okay, Brody? Um, <clears throat> okay. I'm going to give it a yay. And there are some parts that bug me, like, for instance... Um, Probably a third of the movie. The whole narrator, it, I felt like it was a rip-off of Princess Bride... And the the dubbing just didn't match, and it felt like I was, and yeah, and the the dubbing also had like very little emotion in it. And I felt like I was watching a shit cartoon, but with real people. Um, the Asian dude, the way his voice was dubbed over, he reminded me of George Decay. I don't know who that is. Has he decayed? You know, this, this... anyway. Anyways, um, so yeah, so dubbing was bad. Other than that, I loved it. There was action, there was adventure, um, there was... I, I 
I like the whole, I like the fact, like, I like the demons, I like the monsters that he fought, I like how, um, let's be real here, though, the monsters were all Yeah. They were all slapped together they, in weird they were I mean, it was very, like, um. It's probably the same. It's like a. Stunt it, dude. But it, like, the monsters weren't, like, a dark, dark monsters kind of thing, it was like a. I don't know how to quite an, an adventurous monster, kind of like anything like a. If you stepped up Indiana Jones's game a little. This is a step up from Indiana Jones to you. <laughs> no, no, I meant like monster. Jesus, no, but um, no, I liked it. I liked the monsters. I liked the fight scenes. Honestly, they were, they it did it was a little chopped slapped together, but I. You. What? We're not doing the slap shot. Season two. <laughs> <laughs> Slap <jump> together. <laughs> Anyways, no, I liked it. I um the fight sequences. I liked the monsters. I liked the adventure. Um, I feel like if they had planned ahead with the dubbing, like the audio equipment, it would turn out to be a lot better too. Um. I, and I think overall it was a fun movie to watch. I'd probably actually watch it again because I didn't mind it. It like it did feel a lot to me like Clash of the Titans, and I love Clash of the Titans. I love how much you like need to feel the need to explain yourself. Like you feel dirty for like this movie. <laughs> I do feel dirty. It feels wrong, but I enjoyed it. So for me, so it's a yay. Okay. So no, no, me... that was for you. Oh, for me, it's a yay as well. So for me, I'm going to have to say uh, I'm very surprised with Mr. Universe's answer because uh, I cannot tell a lie. And I got to say, this is my favorite movie we have done on Blind Buy. Hands better down. than Better than, but better um, than even the good um, movies the we've done on Blind Buy. But you see, you have to subject yourself to these movies every week, whereas <laughs> I still have standards. But see, like this, <laughs> we had this Oscar movie. Though. I almost didn't pick it up for whatever reason. I, I had it in my head. I, I almost put it back just because I felt it might be a little too big. It might be a little too mainstream. Uh, and uh, you know, I was looking for something bargain bin. And this, I feel, is really the the movie that yeah. sums up what this show intended to do <laughs> and, uh, it really does yeah, and no, so I believe there. and so you know this movie i can't help but just feel how much fun this would be to see in a midnight screening or something like that or even just a group of people where everyone's throwing like just throwing out insults at the screen like like just, this would be a good cult movie just just turn it on with a you know, a few friends with a good sense of humor and you know, I, I thought it was tons of fun. It's one of those movies that really, I find, almost makes you question the merit of good cinema. Just because, you know, people want to see a good movie because because it's it's good and that entertains them. Whereas this is not good, but it but still it does entertains every... you. It it so does it every did, job a good movie exactly. does. Exactly. It entertained me in every way that a movie was supposed to. So where can I fault it? So, like, I, I thought this movie was fantastic. I absolutely would watch this again. Uh, I it, think it's, if you view it in a cult classic lens, it definitely is. Yeah, well, it, like, it, like... So would you... Would this you... surpasses the Water Babies on, like, a, a weird... 
midnight movie culture. <laughs> there's there's the water baby special guest herself. <laughs> the rest is the water babies. She heard it and just came running <laughs> on the water babies, you know, cult classic level because this uh, it was so much fun. Uh, it, it's the dumbest dialogue, actually. Uh, if I'm just reading about it right now, uh, and it says the film's low production values, over the top acting, and inept plot have made the, it a cult favorite among those who enjoy bad cinema for its unintentional humor. The film is listed in the Golden Raspberry Award founder John Wilson's book, The Official Razzie Movie Guide, as one of the 100 most enjoyably bad movies ever made. Yeah, so I can feel that. And, and you gave uh, it a no. <laughs> well, and so, yeah. It from a cult classic lens, it's a yes. If we're looking at it from an actual... I mean, from, you, from being enjoying like, a film lens? Yeah. No. Looking at it from, like, is this a good movie? No, it's not. Absolutely not. <laughs> but personally, I... I Yeah. And so, yeah, and so one fun fact about this movie, actually, uh, uh, the screenwriter, like, he wrote this back in, he wrote this almost a decade before it came out, and presumably it was actually based off of the Edgar Allan Poe story, uh, but then, last minute, the producers replaced him with the Enzo G. Castel- Enzo G. Castellari, who ended up directing the movie and uh, producing it and writing it. And so he basically rewrote the whole script. And uh, so over like several million dollars later, he submitted this movie to the producer. And it was over three hours of just non-releasable garbage. And they just like immediately shelved the project. This was back in 1983. So that might be why it looks old. That could be it. Because they just like, no, what is this shit? And uh, then, yeah, 1989, so, you know, six years later, they hired the original guy back to try and fix it up. And he did, uh, but it it cost the producers another half a million dollars to do so. Oh, shit. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's the origin, and that's how we see (laughs) how this movie came to be, which doesn't surprise me, even a little bit. Huh. Good movie. And so, uh, good news for you, Mr. Universe. Uh, Leo Galata, who played uh, who played Nadir, is still alive. He's 70 years old. Oh, God. And he has written a book. <laughs> <laughs> Life as a Jimmy Fallon impersonator. He's also the official voice of Manny in the Italian dubs of Ice Age. <laughs> oh, that's so f***ing weird. <laughs> Um, and he's uh he's Johnny Five in the Italian Short Circuit, Joe Pesci, and Burt Young's Italian voice doubles. So yeah, good for him. Thank you for listening to Blind Buy a Bargain Bin Adventure. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to find us on Twitter, you can find me at Jesse Roloffs, Bloody Brody at Bloody Brody, and Mr. Universe at Whedoncast. You can also find us on Facebook.com slash Podcast and Facebook.com slash Podcast. Be sure to check Blind Buy's social media profiles for details on how to enter the contest, where you can win this as well as five other movies. 
All music for this episode is royalty-free and provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. It is licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. For more information, please visit creativecommons.org. Welcome to Blind Buy, a bargain bin adventure, where we delve into the bargain bins of the blind. I steal them from the Salvation Army for the blind. That's Mr. Universe, folks. I wasn't expecting that. I'm the clairvoyant. Uh, I think you guessed who our special guest is, uh, Bloody Brody. Bloody Brody, welcome, Hi. welcome. Uh, it's been a while since uh, we've had you on the show, so why don't you tell us a little bit about where we can find you, Twitter, Facebook, the works. Um, I'm on, I thought I was on a podcast called Blind By. No. Yeah, I don't know what the f*** is going on. Um, should we just cut this and put it in the deleted scene bloopers? Sure. <laughs> no, I like, no, this is how it should start. Okay, start fresh, go. No, I like that whole beginning. I'll just throw that at the end of the episode. <laughs> okay. Like I did with the Christmas one.